Welcome to Season 2 in Wonder World Book Cafe. This is a place to slow down, even if only mentally, to talk about all things books and stories. Pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte. Hopefully literally, though figuratively works well too. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you. Each episode is fun-sized, always fewer than 10 minutes. As a lifelong reader, perhaps like you, I'm drawn to stories about history, travel, and ones that continue to help me discover more about our world, thus increasing my global competency. In this cafe, I serve up books written mostly for middle school students and young adults. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, or you're a reader yourself who's always up for new suggestions, this cafe is a perfect fit. I'm nestled in at Wonder World Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup, and of course, a book. Let's venture into today's story. My school friends and I met on social media and exchanged phone calls and messages, even after we'd spent the whole day together at school and would spend the whole of the next day together. But here I was with a friend like none I'd ever had before, who couldn't use any of those things, didn't own a phone, couldn't even write me a letter with a pen and paper, and had no post office box to which I could have sent her one. How could we live in such different worlds inside the same country? This quote is from 14-year-old Abena in the upper middle grade and young adult book, The Kaya Girl, written by Mamle Wolo. It's 318 pages and a work of fiction, though the author has some first-hand accounts of many aspects included in her story. The Kaya Girl is told from Abena's privileged perspective. She comes from a plush home where she lives with her mom and dad in the south of Ghana, complete with a professional chef. For her summer holidays, Abena leaves her more than comfortable lifestyle to go live with her auntie Lydia in her crammed space with no Wi-Fi and unreliable hot water to work at her cloth store in the busy Makala market, where Abena's dad says she will have a real taste of Ghana. Despite auntie Lydia's sharp tongue, she is delighted to have Abena working in her shop. Her niece from the most expensive school in Ghana will be good for business. And there's something in it for Abena also. Working at the Makala Market feels like a different world for Abena and will provide plenty of experiences to write about for a journalism competition she just entered. As she settles into life with Auntie and learns the ways of the bustling market, Abena meets a Muslim girl, Faiza, who is one of many girls called a Kayayo, a porter of sorts. When summoned, a kayayo loads the customer's purchases into a large metal pan and hoists it atop her head to transport their goods to their car. Abena and Faiza's connection is instant, even though they don't speak the same language. Their circumstances are worlds apart, but they share some undeniable commonalities. These 14-year-old girls are both in unfamiliar territory. They are bright and curious about the world. Abena and Faiza teach each other their languages, Abena, English and Twi, and Faiza, Dongbali. Auntie Lydia does not approve of this friendship and wants Abena to feel ashamed for befriending this poor, uneducated girl from the north. But when Auntie's not around, Abena brings Faiza into Auntie's cloth shop where she introduces her to the internet and they dress each other using Auntie's fancy fabrics. They giggle, they talk about boys while also talking about each of their lifestyles and culture. 
despises traditional life in the North where it's common for parents to send their children away to be raised by relatives so they are not spoiled by their own parents, where girls walk long distances to get water and firewood, then carry it home on their heads, and where girls marry young. And Abena explains the internet, why jeans with holes are fashionable, and why she needs three hole piercings. Abena teaches Faiza to read, while Faiza teaches Abena about traditional Ghanaian foods. As summer winds down, Abena's thoughts turn to going home. She is struck by how differently she now feels about her luxurious life. Abena questions some of her own concerns, which seem insignificant compared to Faiza's. Unlike Faiza, she never has to wonder where she'll sleep at night or if there's even a toilet for her to use. Or she'll never have to make a living with a metal headpan. To add to Abena's worries, Auntie accuses Faiza of taking money from her shop. She never approved of her anyway, so she's an easy one to blame. And Abena has to go home early because she's sick, so the girls never have a chance to say goodbye. But the story doesn't end here. The Kaya Girl is written in two parts. Part two is considerably shorter than part one and is simply titled 15 Years Later. I rarely see a time span like this in a story written for younger audiences, and it added another rich layer. You'll have to read this compelling story to learn how Faiza and Abena's lives continued long after they didn't get to say goodbye and just what happens 15 years later. Without hesitation, I'll tell you, it made me cry. Age recommendations for books are subjective based on several factors, such as readers' interests, developmental levels, and lived experiences. The Kaya Girl is a designated a middle grade book, though as the two protagonists are 14 years old, for me, this definitely crosses into the young adult arena. Adult readers, this is a reminder there is richness in learning for you in books written for our younger audiences. Regardless of the intended audience, I learned a great deal. Learning through stories is always a powerful combination. This is the point where I mentioned details that could be unsettling. There is a vast economic disparity and division between the northern and southern parts of Ghana. Faiza barely gets by and has no safety net. Faiza shares her young cousin's attempt to take her own life with a pending forced marriage. On to wondering, after all, that's what we do here in the cafe, wondering who might want to read The Kaya Girl. Readers who enjoy learning about languages, culture, and traditions are a natural audience. Read the author's note about languages in the back. In Ghana, English is the official language, though there are more than 50 indigenous languages spoken. It's a beautiful story about friendship, and I think the audience here could be wide. Often reading inspires us to wonder about something and learn a little bit more. Learn more about the richness of Ghana, the food, the markets, clothing, textiles, traditions, and more. Each new chapter begins with a symbolic pattern based on traditional textiles. Again, see the author's note at the back. Be sure to have a map handy. This story will spark further disco discoveries around colonization and underscore the need for global citizenship. Authors' stories and their inspiration to share their stories is another benefit of being a reader. Mamle Wolo was born and raised in Ghana and moved to the UK when she was 14. She returned to Ghana after attending university at Cambridge. Her inspiration for the Kaya Girl came from her frustration that so many children's talents and intellect go untapped among children who don't have equal access to education. 
The Kaya Girl was first published in Ghana in 2012. On these pages, there is so much to love. There's a special relationship between Abena and her father. He also explains the division between the North and the South and prejudices that are a result of colonization. Again, be sure to have your map handy. The relationship between two seemingly different girls that is mutually beneficial is really lovely. Finally, there are layers of stories here, stories within the story, and they're so eloquently crafted together. Until our next episode, I'd be grateful for your positive rating or comments wherever you're listening. I can't wait to share the Kai Girl with the readers I know and love. If you read it or recommend it, please let me know. Check out the episode notes for more information and a transcript. We can connect via email, wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or find Wonderworld Book Cafe on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Thank you.